Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. January 20th, Stack in the Box. Welcome in. Thank you for putting on Stacking the Box. We appreciate all our loyal listeners. Verram, I got to uh, start the podcast with an apology to our co-worker, Josh Hill, the great Josh Hill. He tweeted out the other day, and I don't even know if you understood uh, what was happening, but he tweeted out, Verderam's got some really interesting tidbits in here. He was great. It was this, and, and, and had Stacking the Box. And I thought that Hill was talking about the Stacking the Box podcast. And he just straight cut me out of the mix as if I didn't exist, but it was actually your column. So uh, I didn't really do anything with it, but I was holding some angst against Hill. What the hell, Hill? What about Carmen on Stacking the Box? But he was not doing that at all. So I would like to personally apologize to Josh Hill and perhaps you as well, because somehow you're included in this because you are, it was your column. So from all of us at At The Carm, I apologize. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with you, Carm. I, I expect better, frankly. Well, I mean, I you know, I, when I, I'm, I'm a very self-centered person. When I see Stacking the Box, I think Stacking the Box podcast, I think of myself. And even though this is your baby and I'm just a, you know, I've jumped on board. Like I'm, the, I'm like the two-year-old and you're the 10-year-old. But I still, you know, I, I feel an ownership now. We've been doing this all season long and I wanted to be acknowledged. And Hill straight didn't, but then I realized that I was wrong. And so I do apologize. No, hey, listen, uh, you should take ownership, um, but that does make me laugh. Yeah, it was clearly <laughs> – I had written a column that was sourced uh, by three different people with Lamar Jackson. So that was that was what he was alluding to. Um, but that's funny, and I'm not surprised. So <laughs> that does make me laugh. All of us in this media business, we all feel slighted like literally 83% of the time, right? Oh, How about you? About eight, 86? Where are you at? Yeah, yeah, easily in the 80s. Right, easily. right. So yeah. this was just like another poke at the bear. All right, let's move here. Championship Sunday, here we go. Everyone's wondering what to expect from Patrick Mahomes. Will he be there? I think everybody expects he's going to play. I expect him to play great. I expect the Chiefs to win. I think the line is uh, very favorable if you want to make some money and bet on Kansas City. But uh, I don't know. Do you have any Patrick Mahomes concerns here? I mean, I don't have concerns he's going to play. From everything you hear, he's going to play. So I'm going by that. I have reached out, and I've tried to work my sources on it, and it has been very quiet around the Chiefs. So I think any any source stuff you're hearing, I'm guessing, is more around Mahomes than it is around Kansas City, um, which isn't a bad thing, obviously, but I just kind of think that's where it's coming from. Um they don't necessarily even think he had a concussion from kind of the tea leaves. Now, I don't know. There's this talk about this vagus nerve that if, if that gets pinched, it can cause symptoms or whatever. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to get into all that. What I can tell you is I do think he's going to play. My question becomes, 
How how does he look? Is he is he affected? Is he a little bit skittish of getting hit? My guess is no. He played three weeks after he hurt his kneecap, he had dislocated kneecap, and threw for 446 yards. So history says he'll be fine. We'll see. When's the last time the Chiefs were an underdog? Have they been an underdog literally once all year? Uh, in Baltimore, and they beat the hell out of the Ravens. Okay. What were they? What do you remember the spread? Three and a half. They were a three and a half point underdog at Baltimore. And they took it very personally. The entire post game was all of them talking about how they felt they were slighted. Okay. The reason why I bring it up is because I do think if they get by Buffalo, which I think everybody expects them to do, although hopefully it'll be a great game and we'll all be entertained. If Green Bay beats the Bucks, I think they're an underdog in the Super Bowl. Right? Uh, uh, there's a there's a website. I think it's online bet. Um, they send out emails, and they sent out an email to me, and I'm sure everybody else covers the league a couple of days ago, telling us what they thought the spread would be for all the potential Super Bowl matchups. And if it's the Packers and the Chiefs, it was Packers by a point. There we go. Um, and if it was Chiefs and Bucks, it was Chiefs by three and a half. Right. So there is actually, I just think it's interesting that they could, despite winning it last year and having an incredible run this year, they could actually go into the Super Bowl as a very slight, but yet underdog to a Packers team that I think is rolling along. Clearly everyone sees a little bit smoother than Kansas city right now. If you're Buffalo, they're sitting there thinking, how the hell do we beat this guy? Um, I don't know. No easy answers there. I would assume that you drop back and, and you don't completely uh, try to go after him, but I don't know. What's your give, – give Buffalo the strategy here, Verum. What do you think? I think they should do exactly what they did when they lost by nine to him. And I know it's a weird thing to say, but they held the Chiefs to 26 points. Like I, now, now, the downside of that is they also let the Chiefs hold the ball for 41-plus minutes. And if you're going to do that, you're putting an inordinate amount of pressure on yourselves to score and score quickly when you have the football. And they were not able to do that when they played each other. So that is the yin and yang of that. And for anyone who didn't see the game, doesn't remember that the bills did not blitz at all in that game. They rushed four. Steven Ruiz over at the big lead who does a good, good job. Does nice work. He pointed out that in the next gen stats era, which the NFL puts out, that's been since 2016, that was the only game a team did not blitz the entire game. The Bills did not blitz one time. Now, the problem was, other than the time of possession, the Chiefs ran for 245 yards in the game and had 500 yards of total offense. It wasn't as though Buffalo stopped them. The Chiefs just kept moving just in a different way. So I, that's the only thing if you're Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, are you willing – to essentially just concede a ton of yards throughout the day and just pray that Allen can put up 30 points. Because if you're going to do the same thing, I think then you would expect a similar result. I mean, there's there's no reason really not to. Yeah, and look, that's my plan. Here, Josh Allen, you can't throw for 122 yards, right? I mean, we got to see major progression from where we're at back on Monday night, October the 19th. Uh, which was the Bills' second loss that came off, by the way, after they got crushed by Tennessee for whatever that's worth. I mean, it's the biggest uh, downturn in their season. They got blown out, and then they get worked by the Chiefs, even though, I guess, moderately in the game. Um, and that's, you know, that's right there. That's two of their only three losses all year. The other one coming at Arizona a couple of weeks later, uh, you know, to the Cardinals by two. But the, 
Allen by far had his worst game against Kansas City. He obviously, he might need to have his best game for them to win. Well, and what the Chiefs did a lot of in that game is the second the ball snapped, they completely changed their coverage. They would give a look right before the pre-snap, you know, pre-snap, cover two, cover two, cover two. The second the ball gets snapped, they were in cover three. And if you watch the game, it clearly screwed with him. He 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 kept trying to adjust, and but then he would hold the ball and the Chiefs. Look, to me, this game comes down to one thing. And if you follow me on Twitter, you already know because I've been tweeting it all week long. If the Bills do not get pressure with four, they're losing. That's the game. Because to to think you're going to beat the Chiefs and let Mahomes just sit back there is a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Like I, And I'm not, I'm not saying the Bills can't win the game, by the way. I think this game is going to be a lot better than people think it's going to be. But the, the Bills – have struggled all year to get pressure. They're 25th in pressure rate, despite the fact they blitz more than only more than most teams are eighth in blitz rate. So they blitz a ton, but they don't get home. I don't think they're going to blitz in this game. So they're going to need their front four to get home. Now, the problem with that is nobody on the team has more than five sacks. If they cannot get home against him, I don't care what they do behind it, they're going to get killed. It's just, it's at some point, Kelsey will uncover. Hill will get open. Somebody will bust the coverage and Hardman will run through it or Watkins if he's healthy. It's just you're asking so much of your of your secondary to hold up. And if he's healthy and his foot's healthy, he'll run. He'll take off. He'll get yardage that way. And he did it against the Bills a few times. So I think for the Bills, you've got to hope the Chiefs make a mistake or two and you've got to get pressure. Not, not on a couple of drives, the entire game. Because if you don't get it the entire game, we saw it happen in the Super Bowl. The Niners were great for 53 minutes. And then for seven, they couldn't do it, and they scored 21 points. Right, and that's why those who can get to the quarterback, especially uh, when NFL GMs, whoever, are deciding who's going to get the money. If you can get home, especially get home with four, that's why they make the huge dough. All right, let's move over to uh, Tampa and the Bucks. Tampa and the Bucks. Tampa and the Pack. So it was 38 to 10. That score still, I mean, it, it sticks out big time. Brady yeah. was 16 of 30. Uh, Rodgers, excuse me, was 16 of 35. Couple of interceptions. I mean, 160 yards. You never see that. Tom did exactly what he's done all season long, which is not get in the way. I mean, he's people are talking about like this is his greatest year, and maybe because he's 43 years old, and maybe because he's switching teams, he deserves all sorts of props. But it's not like his numbers are off the charts. I mean, in that particular game, he was 17 to 27, 166, couple of touchdowns. They didn't need him, obviously, a whole lot. They put up 28 in the second quarter. The game was over. Um, but how much do you really read into that going into this game? Uh, I, I do think you should read in some. It, it matters on some level. But, you know, again, uh, I, I do think this is a Green Bay team that's in a different place right now. So I think both teams are in a little bit of a different place. Like yeah. That, you go back and look at that game. Evans had one catch for 10 yards. Antonio Brown wasn't on the team, and Leonard Fournette didn't even play. And sure. they, they hung it on him pretty good. Now, you're right. Brady did not have a huge day. 166, averaging six yards in a tenth. He actually wasn't good, quite honestly. But it didn't matter because they ran the ball for 158 yards. Rodgers threw two picks, including a pick six and essentially another pick six. I think the ball was down to one-yard line. Um. Devontae Adams only had six catches, 61 yards. Look, that game was won by Tampa because they beat the hell out of the Packers. Five sacks, 13 quarterback uh, hits. That's why they won the game. 
I don't go crazy about the week six matchup, just as I don't go crazy about the Chiefs and Bills from week six. It's just so long ago. It's like a different season. I do think, though, this matters. The Buccaneers know they can beat them. They're not in awe of them. They're not going to go in there like some other teams might and go, geez, I don't know how the hell we're going to stop this team. Well, they know how. They, they, they beat the hell out of them in October. So I do think that matters. I also think it matters that Brady's played his whole career in cold weather in the playoffs. That is not going to factor into this game. I'd be shocked if it does. We'll see. And here is the actual Tom Brady factor. It's not just what he does on the field, but your Tampa Bay, your history of a being in this position, let alone coming through is generally non-existent except for one blip in time. Right? So you run out on that field and you've got that guy, feel good you it matters man it 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 just there's a settling effect that he has and I mean the guy is just he's so positive on the field and then he also when anything goes wrong it's a very clear if you do that again or I can't even believe you just did this right now I'm going to kill you so it's like a supportive slash Anger, I don't know. There's a, he just does a there's a beautiful way in which the, the dude leads outside of the fact that he's just a ridiculous quarterback and is so freaking smart and and all the accuracy and everything else that he does. So, I mean, they're gonna the Bucks are coming on that field thinking they can win, and when things go sideways, they're still gonna think they can win as long as uh, you know things don't go really, really sideways. Um, anyway, I, th- I think it's uh, it's a fascinating matchup. And you're putting on here, you're asking the question, is Aaron Rodgers under the most pressure this weekend? He certainly is against the Bucs. I mean, I don't – Brady's your house money, man. You're, you're in the Final Four again. You're 43 years old. You're playing for Tampa Bay. This is house money, 100%. The Packers, you got, he's got to be feeling like this is his, his last – I don't know if he's quite there, but somewhere in his head he's got to feel like this is my last chance to do it or my best chance, my best last chance, however you want to put it. I agree. I think it's got to be Rodgers is the most – pressured guy Mahomes just won the Super Bowl so it's not him Allen you feel like there's years ahead and this is kind of a Cinderella run with them sure and Brady like you just said my god the guys won six Super Bowls so I think if you're Rodgers like if you don't at least get to the Super Bowl it's crushing if you get there and you lose it still is crushing but at least you got there you add that to your resume hey you got there twice you got I mean I think that at least helps a little Whereas if they lose this game, it's like, man, it's a fourth NFC title game. These lost, if memory serves right. He lost to Atlanta, lost to Seattle. But there's one other one in there as well, though I'm not thinking off the top of my head. Um, I think this would be really hard. I think this would be really hard if, if he gets there at home and they don't win this game um, when he's going to be the MVP of the league. Like, if they got there and they played the Chiefs and the Chiefs won like 38-34, so look, it would be disappointing, but I don't think there would be – I don't think historically it would be looked upon the same as if they lose this game. I have uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah, honestly, it's it's really not close because the Chiefs have a long run in front of them, and yeah, it would be disappointing, but you'd rationalize it away somehow. They'll be back, et cetera. Uh, Buffalo, you're you're on house money at this point. You beat Kansas City, it's over the top your season. I mean, you're in the AFC Championship game. This is and, and, and your quarterback, most importantly, has actually shown that he's pretty damn good at football. So you can feel comfortable where you're at there. 
Snack for good with Ohio-made, all-natural, super-tender Charkey Jerky Company Beef Jerky, now featuring Killian's Vintage with limited-edition packaging designed by 12-year-old Killian, avid golfer and patient champion, Nationwide Children's Hospital, now available at select Giant Eagle locations at the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday May 30th through June 4th and online at www.charkeyjerky.com. Proceeds of Killian's Vintage benefit Nationwide Children's Hospital and kids like Killian. And the Bucks, yeah, okay, it's it's not exactly uh, a bright future after this year per se, or, or next year maybe you can squeeze one one or even two more out. Right. But you're still, I think, there's a certain level of happiness to be there. It does none of this matters, by the way. But and Ro- Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer and all that type of stuff. But yep, you're a you you feel. I think Packers fans would feel the most nauseous if they lose this weekend. Not that it's ever fun to lose in the NFC Championship game, by the way, or AFC Championship game, Championship weekend. I agree. I agree. I would love to be a Packer fan right now. God, that'd be a lot. Of, go go to what happens if you're one of the few that's going to Lambeau, a little Brady, a little Rogers. That's good stuff right there, Verderam. Uh, all right, let's go into the future. Biggest X factor this weekend besides Patrick Mahomes and his health and what, how he's going to come out. Interesting question. You got any deep thoughts? Uh, yeah. And look, I know we got a lot to get to, so I'll kind of burn through this a little quicker than we normally would. But uh, Devin White, uh, second year linebacker for Tampa, I think he's going to be a huge part of this game because they got Vita Vea. It looks like he's going to be back for this game, which is huge for their run game. I almost picked Vita Vea. But because he's in there with Sue, you're going to have Devin White getting free runs at those backers. They're going to, he, they're going to be eating double teams up front. White's going to get a free run. He's also going to be asked to guard Aaron Jones and guard Robert Tunyon in the passing game. If he has a really big game, the Bucs could go to the Super Bowl. I, I, I believe that. I think Dev, Devin White was phenomenal against the Saints. If he plays like that again, it's a huge, huge card to play for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know if this would exactly be called a quote-unquote X factor, but – like I'm most interested of, of anything this weekend of how Josh Allen's going to do. Are you really going to step into playing on the road and go, you know, toe to toe as close as you can to the best quarterback in the game and, and hope that Mahomes is just a little bit off. And you actually, I mean, he, if he pulls, I mean, he, he's already elevated himself incredibly, but I, I'm, I'm just very, you know, I was just watching a lot of highlights and just a lot of his stuff behind the scenes. He's got a cockiness to him, Verderam. That's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm like, do you really, should you be as confident as you are right now? But he's really settling into um, the player that he can be. And, and I, and I'm wondering if he can do it on the, on these, on this level of stage, I find it to be very, I'll, I'll be, very interested to see what happened uh, happens. Let's go to Dan Campbell. Uh, it's never a good thing when the Detroit Lions call, but congratulations, oh, congratulations to Dan. You're asking if he makes it through three of the six years of his deal. That's rude, Verderam. That's straight rude. Dan's celebrating right now. Six-year contract. Uh, he's got 20 years of NFL experience, finally getting his shot, and you're already thinking that he's not going to make it through halfway. It doesn't make me feel good about the Lions that they gave Dan Campbell a six-year contract. I'm sorry, who are you bidding against? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dan Campbell? Dan people Campbell. How many people listening to this podcast actually know who Dan Campbell is? Zero. 
Absolutely zero. He was the assistant head coach and tight ends coach, by the way, of the Saints. Go ahead. And it was an interim head coach years ago for the Dolphins. It always cracks me up when you get these people who are league insiders who are like, you know, I think Dan Campbell's done an unbelievable job and he deserves it. It's like, no, you don't. You don't know who he is. You just want him to be a source. That's it. That is such a load of crap. Every time you see one of these guys do this, like, look, I have sources in the league where it's hard to cultivate them. I can promise you, I am never once going to do that, ever. You know, I think Dan Campbell's a really phenomenal – no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't even know who Dan Campbell is, and you think the hire sucks, but you just want to pump information out of Dan Campbell, and you know he's probably got some burner account that follows you, and so he's going to see it. And that is a real thing. I will say that. Like, these guys, lots of them, they do have burners. I know, because a handful of times, believe it or not, I have had some reach out to even me and say, hey, saw you tweet this. They know. They know. They absolutely know. So can I, I'm, I'm just call you out right now uh, in, in, in a slightly positive way. Let's pause for a quick second here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with Stacking the Box. Varam, if you were to establish a source, not necessarily on, you know, with the actual plan to do this, but if you did get in with somebody and something good would happen, you're going to be biased. You're going to have a little, but that's different than what you're saying, but it's impossible if you actually develop something like I wouldn't, I'm, no, no, here's honestly, here's what I would do. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't, if, if I thought it was a ridiculous, like, and I will be upfront. I do not know Dan Campbell. I don't know him. I don't think I've ever spoken to him. So I'll use it as an example since he's, he's not a source of mine. If he were, and, and I was, you know, I, I, I'd be happy for him. I'd shoot him a text or whatever. But if, I, <laughs> but if I thought it was an awful hire, I probably just wouldn't say anything. On social. Like, I, wouldn't, right. I wouldn't crush it. Lie by omission. I would not crush it. That's a straight... I would not be like, I think this is the best hire that they possibly could have made. Like, right, but you're you... so full of shit. Everybody on earth. <laughs> like, and most of the, like, now, a guy like a rapporter Schefter, they legitimately pretty much know everybody in the league at this point. But you get some of these guys who are like Walmart insiders who are just like, I'll tell you what. And it's like, you know, I saw this guy once from a distance. And I, it's like, it's just stop, stop. Like, it's, it's so embarrassing. And no, and, and by the way, to answer the question, six year deal, I think he gets through exactly half of it, partially because I don't know who the hell Dan Campbell is, and partially because it's the Lions. And nobody lasts long there. So uh, it's more of an indictment of the team than it is him. So he's 44 years old. He's never been a coordinator in the NFL. He's viewed, as ESPN writes, as a motivator and someone who can bring a team together. Lord knows the the Lions need that. He's not the X's and O's guru. So he's supposedly going to be bringing uh, Saints assistant coach Aaron Glenn with him as his defensive coordinator. Um, There you go. Dan Campbell, baby. That's what I got for you. The the straight – 12 games as an interim coach for the Dolphins, by the way, as you mentioned. And uh, by the way, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, <laughs> Brad Holmes. You know who that is? Yeah, I do. He's their GM, the new GM of the Lions. Give me, do you have a, do you have a bio on Brad Holmes off the top of your head? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Came from the Rams. That's what I'm saying. Not off the top of my head. No, which, which, is, which is fine, by the way. You don't have to be a household name. Uh, no, but it's absolutely Detroit. not. Detroit's doing it differently. Uh, all right, let's move along to uh, to Deshaun Watson and pray on it. Was a tweet that he put out. He's asking his mother to pray on where he's going to end up. He's uh, in deep thought, 
and yeah, uh, you got a dark horse on where he's going to land here. Cause let me, let's just, let's just sort of recap here. Uh, what exactly has happened Deshaun Watson kingpin uh, he goes public with his unhappiness. He doesn't return phone calls from the Texans. Adam Schefter comes out and tweets that, Hey, uh, this is real. He might, he might be on the way on the move here. Um, they like an Instagram account. Watson is marketing agent from a New York post cover saying the New York jets must do whatever it takes to get Watson with whatever W a T. All right. And now it appears that people are thinking that Houston's going to listen to offers and, and could even potentially initiate trade talks. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a whole lot right there. So, who is a, a terrific writer and an insider for us, uh, wrote a column today between the hash marks, which goes up every Wednesday on Fansided. And he talked to a variety of different sources with the situation with Deshaun Watson, including a current Texans player. Uh, I would su- I would suggest anybody reads that, and I will tell you this much: it starts with Eric Bieniemy. Um, so that just something I I would I would toss it out there. I mean, that is the Texans would be wise to do whatever they have to do to hire Eric Bieniemy. Um, now, I'll bring I'll bring this in. Okay, here's here's the level of dysfunction in Houston right now. So I talked to a, a source in the league yesterday, last night, spoke on the phone for about an hour, and. Uh, I was told that this source had someone who interviewed for the general manager job down in Houston. And then later found out right after the interview found out that the job had already been offered to Nick Casario and it was all but formally accepted. And they flew this candidate down there and interviewed him anyway, despite knowing they weren't going to hire him. Person of color. Excuse me. Was it a person of color? Can't say. Can't say. Okay. Can't say. But. That would I'll make tell it even you this. worse. It is viewed in the it was it, it's a well-known thing in the league that this happened, and it's viewed as very Bush League that the Texans did it. You do not offer the job to somebody and have it essentially be accepted all but formally, and then have this person come down not knowing that that was already the position of the job. Sounds it's like just, some, it, it's a bad luck. Sounds like something a radio station I used to work for had perhaps had done. Okay, go ahead. It's a, it's a bad luck. Um and it's not endearing anybody in the NFL. That said, so that's what the Texans are right now. That's what that's what Watson's dealing with. Dark horse, I'll throw it out there. Everybody's already talking about the Dolphins and Jets. I think the 49ers make a ton of sense. Gets them out of the conference. They can get Garoppolo back. It's a stopgap. Garoppolo is beloved by Casario and Easterby from their days back in New England. And the Niners, I'd be willing to bet, will give up a ton of draft capital to get them. Because if they have Deshaun Watson, they are immediately a Super Bowl team. So that is a team I would watch. I think the Niners would move heaven and earth to get Deshaun Watson. See, I wonder, and this is obviously just complete bias from my side, but like I'm wondering where the Bears are at if this is actually real. Because you are in a extremely desperate position. You have no quarterback path. You have the 20th pick. You don't have the assets to do it, though. Like what the hell would the Texans want that the Bears have to offer? You want Khalil Mack? You want who? Uh, like I, I don't even know. Darnell Mooney? You know, uh, a wide receiver who had a great season as a rookie. The Bears just don't have a lot of assets to do it. It supposedly it starts with three first round picks. Okay, but what else are you going to put in there? I mean, how many how many draft picks would the Bears have to give up to get him? 
But and and if I'm Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, and I know that after next season I'm most likely out. I'm 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 thinking about myself and not the franchise. By the no way, doubt. I'm no you doubt know? you are. I I don't I don't know. I I think look for the Bears, man. It probably starts with two firsts and two seconds, and then you go from there. Yeah, and and I've heard that it's three it's more than that. Yeah, but that's like the absolute bot. Like if I'm the Bears, I'd call and say two firsts and two seconds, and what else do you want? And they may say we want three firsts and three seconds. We want you know a player. And if you're the Bears, if they, that literally was the pick. That was the trade. Three firsts, three seconds. Let's let's alternate years. First in in 2021, you can have the 20th pick or whatever. You don't want the 20th pick. You think you think we're going to be worse next year? Whatever. However you want to do it. 2021 first. 2022 second. 2023 first. 20. You doing it? Because I am. Uh it's a lot. Yeah, I probably would because he changes your whole franchise. He changes the whole yeah. damn thing. Yeah, I probably would. So I probably mean, would. I'd have it, to think about it. That that is a lot, but I'd have to probably do it. Right. All right. Let's um let's roll. Let's roll. What Super Bowl do you want to see, Vertoram? What's your number one pick? Just let's fire it up. Chiefs Packers. Chiefs Packers. Great. Uh what's your number what's your number two pick? Chiefs Bucks. I think we knew Chiefs I was Bucks. going there. What's your number three pick? Three and four are the most interesting, I guess. I want the the three would be the Bills and the Bucks because I want the Bills against Brady. Right. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Those poor fans of Buffalo, man. I I think literally outside of Buffalo or any other city that has uh well, I think everybody, everybody would pick right now Kansas City, Green Bay, outside of Buffalo and Tampa. And then from there. Any way you slice it, though, it's going to be great. Even if it's Buffalo, with all due respect to your Chiefs. Like, that's I, a, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So we're, all I right. mean, it's so, yes. Let me, yes. let me just quickly, because I, I, I do, um, I do have to get this. We have, we have neglected this year for a few weeks, and I apologize to the listeners, but sometimes it takes a little bit to get the podcast reviews up and in. And by the way, I want to thank everyone who's left reviews. We've gotten a ton of them lately, and I really appreciate it. So, Carm a few weeks ago told the story. Um, of, of his trip to Walgreens as he waited for his Chinese food that turned into an utter disaster. It turned out with Karn ended up almost bleeding out at Walgreens. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a harrowing episode. I, I did have to head to the corner to the Band-Aid section and take care of myself. Didn't quite bleed out, but there, there, there was a tension that needed um, – there, there was blood that needed immediate attention. Correct. So we told people, look, Reach out, leave a comment, leave a review, and the best one, I'll get in touch with you, and, and we'll figure out something. We'll send you a little, a little gift, right? So I'll announce here who's, who won uh, in a second, but I want to read all of them first. So Dark Phoenix 245 sends us, love the episode, five stars as always. Thank you very much. A little sad there won't be another one until 2021. Of course, this was left on, on December 28th, but I only saw it because it, it populated an Apple about a week. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. The situation sounded stressful. Glad everything worked out for Market Walgreens and he got his Chinese food in the end. Ha ha. Moon Palace is really good, so I applaud him for waiting that long. Happy New Year. 
Thank you uh, very much. There you go, Moon um, Palace. So that that's yeah, right. Big, big, uh, big stuff there. All right. RBT says, I absolutely feel for you on the Chinese debacle. I live in KC and order Chinese food online on Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. And it said the pickup would be in 30 to 45 minutes. I showed up at 745 and there were people waiting who had ordered their food at 530. I got my order around nine and there were absolutely no apologies. By the way, I love the <laughs> podcast. You guys are phenomenal. Um, so there's an, then we got Rebecca who says NFL Chinese food and Walgreens. What's not to love. This is a fantastic <laughs> podcast and a must listen. Thank you so much, Rebecca. The league wide insights are great, but I, I love this one as much for the humorous banter between Matt and Mark as I do truly for, or as I do for the truly objective NFL discussion. What's not to love. The Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. Matt fell off the health wagon to eat an entire chocolate peppermint cake. That's true. And Mark spent Christmas with other members of the Jewish faith waiting for Chinese food and creating a mini incident at Walgreens. Great listening. It was, um, it was an interesting clientele at the Walgreens. I, I want to oh, say there was. I, I want to say without, uh, you know, because I know nobody was busting out the menorah uh, or, or the latkes. I think I might have been the only Jew in the Walgreens at that point in time. I have no, no idea why I'm saying that, but that's just what it felt like. It's an interesting observation. It was, it was, uh, a, it was a, I mean, it was a very eclectic Walgreens at that time of so night. Mac, Mac John 43 says, Chinese food? Yeah, I listen to the end. Longtime Chiefs fan. I love the podcast for all the NFL takes. I love that both hosts are fans of their teams. Don't let it cloud their opinions. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Got a few more here, three more. Uh, Carm's Christmas Chinese from, from Psych234. Great show. One of the three must-listen uh, NFL podcasts. I always listen all the way through and just pay for delivery on a holiday. Uh, I'm a, come on, Carm. I'm a huge Chiefs fan who has moved away from KC. I had to borrow my wife's iPhone to rate this. Should have done it much sooner. Uh, and then the last two here. Uh, actually, so this is actually the last one. about. There is another one also that says, Elite Podcast, one of my favorite on sports ever. Hope it lasts forever. And Matt keeps showing about Bill O'Brien. But the last one uh, here is, is just a, a nice comment as well uh, from the same. And actually, this is not about Chinese food, but it, it's just it's nice and it's self-aggrandizing. So I'll read it. Uh, my, my, my favorite NFL podcast, Matt is super talented, has a great handle on the league and inside info as well as a smart matchup based approach to analyzing every game, watches every game. So he knows what scheme each team plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, I'll digress there, but thank you very, very much. That is incredibly nice of you and way too over flattering. Um, so, but we got all the Chinese food reviews. And I'm going with RBT12981 as the winner of our contest. I will reach out to you if you're listening to this. I'll reach out to you on Twitter. Obviously, you're a Chiefs fan with your with your Twitter handle being about KC. So we'll get you something nice with the Chiefs. Thank you so much. And I, I, you're the winner because you, like Carm, had to wait for your Chinese food an aggressive amount of time. And you did it. And so your patience, my friend, is going to be rewarded by us here at Stack in the Box. Yeah, RBT, I've got huge respect for you. You on a Christmas with your family in need, you hung in there and you docked the boat. It wasn't easy. The waters were rocky and you wanted to bail. I wanted to bail, but we, you know, we're, 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 we're kindred spirits right now. We both docked it and you didn't get cut on the way. So congratulations right. to, <laughs> and by the way, I still regret that I didn't buy the, um, 
made the wrong Coke purchase that day. Right around. I should have gotten the uh, the sleeves of, of, of 12. Was a was a great buy. I haven't seen that level of value on a 12-pack of Coke since. And I always want to go back to Moon Palace just to go to that Walgreens and get the Coca-Cola product that I uh, denied myself that day. All right. That's awesome, by the way. Thank you so much for all the reviews, and I'm glad you brought it up today, Vertoram. We should have a, a uh, I think we should have a review of the week, a gift. Can we, are we well stocked enough to do such a thing? We can do, so. We can, I'm sure we'll work out something like that. I'm sure we can right. do something like that. So listen, you leave a review starting now, starting now going forward. You'll leave a review. Uh, we'll, we'll look every week, and if, 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 we, uh, if we have reviews every week, which hopefully we will, we typically do. But if we have reviews every week, we will, we will single people out as we go along here. And uh, yeah, we'll get you some swag and a stack in the box t-shirt, maybe, maybe a mug, maybe, maybe even something else, maybe team specific. We'll see, but we will, we'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. I'll, I'll talk to the powers of P. I think we can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, let's go open up the coffers here. Companies loves us. I feel deep down somewhere, someplace. Maybe and, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, let's get it going. Yeah. Making some money here. Verram's got a place to be in 10 minutes. Place your bets. Bucks, Packers, Green Bay, a three point favorite and the bills and chiefs, uh, Kansas city at the time that we're recording also a three point favorite. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I like, I think, I think the spreads are close enough that if you think you're going to cover, you just, you think, or if you think the, the underdogs going to cover, they're going to win. Right, like to yep. bet a team that is correct. One or two kind of feels aggressive. I am really tempted to take Tampa, but I'm going to take the Packers. I think right now they're playing the best football in the league. I'm going to take both favorites. I am, and the Chiefs. It would be the first time they've covered in ten weeks. But although they were well on their way to doing it before Mahomes got hurt against Cleveland, but uh, I'll take them both. I'll take both favorites: Kansas City, Green Bay. See, it's it's boring, but it's just it is hard. Uh, to pick against Green Bay right now. I mean, they were 32-18 against the Rams last week. That game felt like it was 40-10. to um, But let's give Tampa some serious credit. I mean, they go on the road, on the road, granted in a pandemic, but um, that was an impressive win in New Orleans, and they made old man Drew Brees look every bit of, of old man. So... I, you know, listen, I, I can't pick against Green Bay, but I am nervous about it. So, uh, by the way, the over-under is also 51 in this game. Money line right now, Green Bay's minus 170, Tampa's plus 150. The money line's an interesting bucks bet, I think, uh, if you want to go that route. So, Green Bay, by the way, superb at home, 7-1 and one, uh, this year, last year. Aaron Rodgers, 78-19-1 and one at, at, at Lambeau. Uh, you get, I think you got to ride with Green Bay. And look, Kansas City, you are. I, I'm predicting you to kill Buffalo. Uh, I and why I say kill, kill like Buffalo. A, a 10, 10 plus, 10 plus. I think wow. it'll be a comfortable I, I mean, one for the from Chiefs. From your lips to God's ears, Carm. Because yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm going to be like, I'm going to need like a, a cut man in the corner of my office during that game. I'm sweating it out. I think Buffalo is very good. That your level of Bill's confidence is is slightly concerning to what I just said, but like, come on. Kansas City is, is, the, is the better football team. They're at home. The entire season is on the line. You're going to get their best game. You're asking a whole lot from Buffalo to get their best game in this situation with all that they've accomplished, just the mental side of it. Uh, I, I, I like the Chiefs, I like, I, and I like them big. If they lose, it'll be an interesting moment in time come, uh, come, come Sunday night. 
when we record Stacky the Box again. Uh, looking forward to doing that, by the way, no matter what happens. All right, quickly, Vertoram, in or out? Uh, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. That's an easy in for me. He is, as congratulations to him, by the way, retiring. There's still a little bit ga- of gas left in that tank, by the way. He could have played next year, uh, but choosing to walk away. I'm in. I think it's going to take a little while, though. I, I think it's going to take a little bit. Of time. Where does he rank all time yards? Isn't he top? Uh... He's definitely in the top 10. But I mean, I, I don't care about all that as much just because the game's so different now than it was 20 years ago. Um, yeah, but when they when you look here's at criteria, the, here's why I think it's going to take him a little while. What is his signature moment in his career? It, it's it's not. It's a cumulative career of, of like he's he's like Warren Moon, right? Like which Warren Moon's a Hall of Famer and deserve and Warren Moon is a better player. But my point is like, what the hell? Like, what is Warren Moon's signature moment? Blowing a thirty-eight-three lead or thirty-five-three lead, rather? Like, I mean, Warren. Yeah, well. Warren Moon, to me, like his, if we're going that way, the guy was just, that's a whole composite of, was phenomenal in the CFL, waited his time, you know, all that type of stuff. I I agree. My point, though, is that, you know, Warren Moon was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. It it took a minute. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time because, again, you know, now, you know what, Moon – He's fifth all time, by the way, in yards, sixty-three thousand four forty. Philip Rivers. And you know what? I'm, by the way, I, I will eat my words a little bit on this. I just looked it up to make sure he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, Warren Moon. He was. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it took him a few years. It didn't. But I, I think with Rivers, okay, first of all, like I just said, I don't think he was as good as Moon. Um, and I don't think, he, and, and Moon was such a, a barrier breaker in so many ways, where Rivers obviously is not. Right. Rivers should get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I just, I, you know, I've seen people say like, he's a first ballot lock. It's like, no, no, he's not. Like, he's a very good player. First ballot lock. That's a great. Peyton Manning is the first ballot lock. Breeze, Brady, Manning, Favre, Rivers. Now, I get that it's a different time, but that's the list, man. Um, you know, Aaron's not going to catch him. Uh, well, that, no, he will, I guess. But, it, but right now, Rodgers is 12,000 yards behind. I mean, that's that's a good three years right there. Um, I don't know. Uh, but is you got Eli in the Hall of Fame, right? You got Ben in the Hall of Fame, right? Ben definitely. Ma- I don't think Eli should be, but he will be. Because he won. I, I, I tend to agree with you there, but he was great. Eli Manning moment. was not a Hall of Fame player, but he's going to get in because his last name's Manning and he won two Super Bowls. But no, Rivers, Rivers is definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, but I do think it, it takes a couple of years. The interesting, um, the guys that are in the top 15 that are not Hall of Famers, Vinny is, uh, and Vinny's got a slightly interesting case, but he's clearly not a Hall of Famer. Vinny's not getting in even with a ticket. Right. And and, and Carson Palmer is 14th. So long time, long time. Either. Yeah, no, he's not. All right. Uh, let's do Josh Allen out plays Patrick Mahomes on Sunday in or out. I'm most definitely out. You, I can't believe you even put this on the rundown. I, Go I ahead. I put this because of the injury. Um, but it also was my excuse to say this. I think if Mahomes plays in this game, he's going to go full-on Jordan flu game, which we said on Sunday. I think it's going to be one of these things where you're like, you're like, is he okay? Is he okay? And then at the end of the first half, you're like, oh, my God. Like, I, like what the hell just happened? Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think Allen's going to have a tough time out playing Mahomes in this game. Uh, and Jordan flu game, Jordan actually had the flu. I think Mahomes is going to – I think he's going to come out there and he's going to look fine and he's going to be uh, unimpeded – Carm doctor well, right now. If he does now. that, then he's definitely not playing, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the combine being canceled will expose some teams in or out. I think it actually might help some teams. People put way too I'm much stock in, in the because, combine. 
you know, teams do a lot of extensive research at the combine, but they're also really good about getting the medicals and the interviews and everything else. Now the medicals will be done at a handful of different, more localized locations for these players to cut down on travel. But I think the thing that's going to hurt some teams is look, you know, you get in that room and you can really interview these kids and you can do it over and over and over. And, you know, you might be able to expose something if some kids on his 20th interview for the day and he's tired and doesn't want to listen to any more questions. You can, I, I think, I think it will help these teams that are really based in tape review. I think it's going to help them. I, I think it's going to help those teams compared to teams that are more reliant on gut feel and all this stuff. I, I, I think it will make a difference. Interesting. Um, I, it'll, it'll, you'll never really be able to quote unquote measure it, but no, in, in people that fall in love with guys at the combine, I think that's just a very, very, very dangerous way to go about your business. Um, that being said, though, let's talk about my Bears. The Bears fell in love with my guy Mitchell Trubisky long before the combine. So, uh, you know, combine had nothing to do with the fact that they made the worst uh, quarterback draft in the history of the NFL. That's not completely true. Go back to the 1983 draft and everybody that passed on Dan Marino and others for that matter. All right, uh, let's get to Indianapolis. I'm talking really fast here, Verderam, to get you out because I know you got to go. Uh, the Colts should trade up and draft a quarterback to replace Rivers. They're drafting number 21. In or out? I'm out. I wouldn't trade up. I wouldn't. They're gonna have to trade way up. And, and I, if I'm the if I'm the Colts, I would I'd call on, on Stafford and with Detroit. Uh, I'd see what's going on there. I would not trade for Carson Wentz. Not not even, no no chance. And I don't think Philly's gonna deal him now if they fired Peterson. But even if they would, I wouldn't do it. And it's an obvious move for Indy. You don't trade up. You go and you sign Mitchell Trubisky and you turn him into the next Drew Brees. Of course. Yeah, that's that, that. That's what you do. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I'll give you an interesting one. If if, if Frank Wright thinks you can fix Jameis, Jameis is uh, you know a lot of people think that the best spot for Jameis is that the Saints should absolutely go all in on Jameis. They have no money, man. They're not going to all in on anybody. They're going to lose all these. What type of dough do you think Jameis is going to get? The Saints literally couldn't afford you or me right now, and okay. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Do you think that Jameis is going to get twenty million from someone? No, no, God, no, no. But I think. I think I think the Colts, if they said, "Hey, Jameis, two and eighteen, two and 20. I mean, I think you could do it. And if you're if you're in now, I don't know if India wants to do. It. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, would Jacksonville trade them Gardner Minshew? Uh, I have it's no in the idea. Division, but I, it's Gardner Minshew. It's not you know. I, I mean, would they do that? Because that's interesting to me. Um, if I'm the Colts. What about Jacob Eason? They drafted him last year. I mean, he, you know, he was a, a later pick, but they really seem to like him. All the all reports coming out of there. This is where you get paid the really, really, really big bucks, being able to identify a quarterback that you can develop. Chris Ballard, you, uh, you're awesome, and you band-aided it with Phillip, so now you got to solve it. It's a lot more difficult. It is. Uh, so, all right, Verram, what's going on over there? I know you want to talk about uh, your NHL Devils and – so the Knicks actually got a victory. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Knicks got two in a row. There we, oh, my bad. My bad. Seven I didn't... and eight. We went in and crushed Boston. That'll teach, you know, that'll teach Sully from Southie to talk smack. Went in there, win by like 30 over the Celtics, held them to 75 points, and then backed it up by beating the Magic. Okay. And yeah, my Devils, who are, who are probably going to suck to high heaven, are 2 0 and 1. Jack Hughes looks like Wayne Gretzky. So all's right in my world as far as sports go. But I will say this, and this will be my, my parting shot here as, as uh, any second I'm going to get a call I have to take. But um, the NBA 
just enough with the 19 effing jerseys for every team. God almighty. Like, pick two, maybe an alternate, and just be the Knicks every other night or in, like, the city edition, which, by the way, excuse the language, those things fucking suck, okay? <laughs> There's maybe four or five in the league that are any good. The rest of them are an abject disaster. The, the Magic were playing in some uniforms that were all white, which fine, but then had had orange lettering that said O-R-L. Like, what the hell is that? Like, just wear a uniform. Like, what is, like it, Every night, like, I, I feel like I got to wait a minute to figure out who the hell is playing, like what, what's going on. It's just enough. The branding is so out of control in the NBA. Like, it's just it's – I'm a traditionalist too, man. I'm a, I like, I like the old school Jersey. I always had a problem back in the day when the bulls would mess around with their jerseys. Here's the third alternate. It's all about that money though, baby. Uh, let me just, let me say this. Cause, and I know you're, you're, you're leaving, but a quick tribute to John Lester, who the Cubs let go to Washington on a nothing deal. The guy was begging to come back, but Tom Ricketts, who's thrown billions around to invest in the neighborhood around Wrigley, apparently doesn't have the money to pay John Lester, even on a, nothing deal let me just give you a quick history vertoram mark carmen yours truly 1984 first heartbreak in life the chicago cubs up two games to none on the san diego padres the padres won three in a row they went to the world series 1989 cubs giants won one in the series giants win three in a row 1998 atlanta braves three in a row to the braves 2003, up three games to one on the Marlins, lost three in a row. Marlins go on to win the World Series. 2007, in the playoffs, lost to the Diamondbacks, three straight. 2008, three in a row to the Dodgers. 2015, four in a row to the Mets. 2016, they lost two in a row. The World Series is going to come to an end. John Lester went out there, six strong innings beat the damn Indians, and then came back in game seven in a ridiculously poorly managed game by, by Joe Madden. And three innings out of the bullpen, which doesn't get talked about enough. Cubs won the World Series. John Lester was a kingpin. I want to say thank you to John Lester as we wrap up stacking the box. Well done. You want to say goodbye? Sure. Thank you for joining us on Stacking the Box. We appreciate it. Championship Sunday coming up next. Hope your team's in it. If not, hope you at least get to sit back and enjoy it. And if your team is in it, hopefully you're not like me who won't be able to eat the entire day and yet somehow is still physically nauseous as I was Sunday before the Chiefs played the Browns. So, and, and then when Mahomes got hurt, I basically had an out-of-body experience and wanted to bury myself under the foundation of my house. So I uh, hope you're doing better than that. Uh, but good luck to your team if they play on Sunday. And we will be back here Sunday night. Whether or not I'm in a good mood or a, or a funereal mood, we're going to find out. But we will be back. We will talk football. We will recap. We will preview the Super Bowl. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.